the Rock God of Podcasting, Charles McFall. This is a show that is Ask Me Anything. I mean anything. And you'll get some Tony Robbins motivation, right? It's going to make you feel good. You'll learn something. But it's going to come with a little bit of Kevin Smith storytelling. It's a not-so-safe-for-work language every once in a while. But what you do get is truth, as I understand it. And you get the stories, as I have experienced them. And you get some fun, as you like to do. So, uh, with all that being said, I want to we got we, before we ask the question, Mike, we've got a big number show coming up. Yeah, we're barreling down on episode fifty like a goddamn freight train. Want to do something special for that episode? Now, as you know, we um, one of our one of our Patreon uh, deals is you get to sit in live on the show and watch as Charles records it. But for that episode and that episode only, we're we're going to open it up to everybody. And the idea is we want you to tune in and engage with Charles live and just ask him anything you want on the spot. So if you've been listening to the show since the beginning, or even if you've only picked us up in the last few episodes or one episode here, one episode there, you're learning enough about Charles at this point to be a little curious about other things. So here's your chance. Really? Don't care what the question is. <laughs> we never do, really, do we? No, nope, no, nope, <laughs> never do. So we want you to get in there and just engage with us live and be part of that 50th episode party. And if you don't think you can, I mean, we understand schedules and uh, the the time that we're recording live, you might be at work or you might be driving or wherever. So email the question in. Drop it on the Facebook page. Uh, any of 100 ways to contact Charles, just hashtag it 50th episode. And we'll know that that's a question you don't want us to address on that episode. And like I said, it's coming up. We're not, uh, we're not too far away, but it's a few weeks down the road. So plenty of time to get your question in in advance and plenty of time to uh, drop that live episode on the calendar so that you can be there in person. Now, What's interesting is is we were recording Wednesday mornings at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern. Because of my schedule, we shifted it to Friday. I wonder if Friday is going to be better for people anyway to tune in live. We want as many live folks in there as we can. You know, that's why we're opening it up to the general public. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, check out Rock Out of Podcasting on Facebook.com. And we'll keep you informed there about the day and time. Uh, we'll see. Absolutely. We'll see what we can do to, to make it work for everybody, because that'll be fun. And expect us to hammer it just like this every episode leading up to it, too. So <laughs> it's not like you're not going to know. <laughs> so uh, with all that being said, let me tell you how you can reach me and then we'll get the question. So if you want to email the show, it's where we get a lot of great questions. It's from email R-G-O-P. That's Rock God of Podcasting, right? R-G-O-P at charlesmcfall.com. You can email me there. It's awesome. Send in your questions. You can go to patreon.com forward slash rock out of podcasting to give your support, to be a part of the tier that gets you in live, as in Nolan is in live right now uh, watching the ass. If you take apples and stew them like rutabaga, do they taste more like prunes than rhubarb does? I don't know. Why the? Ah, that sounds nasty. Gross, sir. No, no, just leave it alone. Walk away, go get a steak. You'll be okay. Uh, but you can come in live via Patreon that way. And of course, Twitter is at rock god of pod. You can 
hit me up with questions there. Facebook.com forward slash rock out of podcasting. And of course, rock out of podcasting.com. You can have your voice on the show with a question by leaving your comments there. So uh, there you go. Now we do actually, I, I have decided what the topic is today, but as I do, I like to say, Hey Mike, every once in a while, Hey Mike, Here's the topic. Now you ask me about it. <laughs> so go ahead, Mike, and kick us off. Gosh, Charles, um, a listener named Charles McFall called in, <laughs> and he had this to say. Our, here's here's the question. It, the world we're living in these days, a lot of people taking a lot of offense at a lot of stuff. I don't know about you, but sometimes you can just look straight at it and go, okay, that was stupid. Other times you look at it and go, okay, that guy has a point. What do you think about just taking offense at things for offense's sake? Or do you feel that, that people are more genuinely offended these days than they used to be? And while we're at it, what do you take offense at? Well, I, you know, I take offense at people taking offense. That's what I take offense at. Here's the thing. I talked about this a long, long time ago on Bear Crawling Nation. So my my, I'll give you a brief history of podcasting. I started on a show called Pulling My Pod. It was just Zoo Crew, just supposed to be wild and zany, uh, fun. And it was very offensive intentionally because you could be. Because the radio could only go so far. This was the Wild West of podcasting. You could do anything you wanted. And I, I am actually pretty good at the crude humor and the, the Howard Stern type jokes and, and those kind of things. So I started with my brother-in-law, did that. And that ran its course for a little while because it wasn't right. It was only a part of who I am. So it wasn't fulfilling me. I started another show called What I Believe, which is all about questioning beliefs and, and going on things like that. And that was good for a while too, but then life got in the way. And again, it was only a part of who I am. Then I started, I, came, I got away from podcasting for about a year, came back and started bear crawling. And the idea was what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Bear crawling is an exercise that you're on your hands and your toes crawling in that position. And it works all the muscles of the body. And it's very painful, right? But it toughens you up all the way around. So the idea was, again, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. What can you crawl through? And it really was therapy on the on the microphone. It really was me working through a lot of issues. But at some point during, I went from Bear Crawling to Bear Crawling Nation to House of the Bear. It was the same show. I just retooled it, reformatted it. Did that for three or four years. I did almost 300 episodes with that particular podcast. And on that podcast, it was Rock God Light. It was a lot of drinking, a lot of trying to be funny for funny sake and being a little mean. But there were definitely times when I caught some heavy topics. And then I went on to do Success Freaks where we did motivation, comedic motivation with a partner, Armand at Mon, and did that for a little while. Uh, and then now I'm doing Rock Out of Podcasting. And there's been others that have gone along the way, but that's been the route to this conversation. So on Bear Calling, I tackled the concept. That's when I first had that epiphany. Can you be offended? Can you really be offended? Isn't the phrase take offense? I, I take offense to that. I guess people say I am offended, but that's that's you thing right i am offended meaning that's that could be meaning who you are but that could be that just it's just you thing i am male i am wet if i'm in the rain i mean it's the rain is the rain you went out in it so that concept of taking offense really changed the world for me oh my god man and and then later it's tied with the idea of if you look for problems you'll find them uh, later in life later down my path i came across that in success freaks of if you always look for a problem, you will find it. If you look for a way to be offended, you will find it. If you don't take a breath, you will piss me off because you'll put your shit all over me and I don't want your shit on me. It's just, ah. 
And so I'm going through some things right now that really kind of spawned the, the talking about this again. So two things that are majorly going on in my life is American politics, right? This is at the beginning of 2017. Donald Trump became president of the United States. And I got to say, this this has been the nastiest, meanest, stupidest election cycle in the in my personal history of, of following elections. And I followed it since Reagan was elected for the second time. My parents got me interested in following some politics and paying attention to those things. And the advent of social media has changed our society to a lowest common denominator society. It is. Used to be, people would make jokes about, uh, or they would slander us, I guess. Uh, there's a D word I can't think of, but people would basically talk about the ghetto, right? And the poor people or the those kind of things. And at any time, anything was out of their norm, right? Out of societal politeness. It was poor people mentality. It's the ghetto. They just say anything, you know. Uh, the, 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 you know it's just this negative feeling to it. Well, the reality is you who are rich and white are saying anything you want. You're just using bigger words and you're finding problems when there are no problems. One story that comes to mind that really helped me on this path, my wife and I were at this function where it was a birthday party for somebody who's associated with my wife's family and they had bought the food and everything. It was at this fire, this public firehouse that is rented to the public. It's it's a volunteer fire station, but they have a big space and they they make some income by renting their basically their banquet space to parties and whatnot. And there's tons of food. I mean, anything that that my wife's family gets involved in, they they do tons of food. And so there's more than enough for everybody. I mean, people are going to welcome away with boxes. And this homeless guy wandered in. I mean, he didn't stink. He wasn't, like, obviously dirty uh, at first when I saw him. Because I noticed a, a lot of things. I don't always notice everything, but I noticed a lot of things. I noticed he came in. I was like, I don't remember seeing him. I wonder if he's – I don't know who he is. I wonder if he's part of, of the people who are celebrating one of their friends that I just don't know, whatever. And I noticed, see, the guy – I can't remember if it was the guy's birthday, if it was his wife's birthday, but one of the guys who was responsible for it is a dick. He is a major, I mean, he just hated on everything. He was one of those guys that that you look at him like, you're angry. I mean, especially since I was at that time still very, very angry person, still a rageaholic and, and carried a lot of that damage with me. I recognized it instantly to him. You're, you're a dick. You better stay away from me. And he, he tossed this guy out, almost physically tossed this guy out. And I immediately went, why? In my head, I was like, I got mad. Of course, I got mad. I got, you know, so I didn't do anything or say anything to him. But I was like, what's the fucking point? There's tons of food here. It's a little cool outside. It was towards the fall time. I don't want to say October, November-ish. So it wasn't freezing, but it was colder. There's tons of food here, and it's warm. What? What is it? He wasn't bugging. He wasn't talking to anybody. He wasn't bugging anybody. He was just looking for something to eat. Now, yeah, did he ask? No, I guess not. I don't. I don't know, honestly. But who cares? So I made him a plate of food, took it out to him, and was basically like, "Fuck you, assholes." But then I did rage about it for a while. But here's the thing: they got offended. They got offended that this guy who was hungry who lives on the street and has nothing. And I'm not talking about downtown Atlanta on the street, which is still not great. Okay, it doesn't matter where your street is. Let me take a small moment. It has nothing to do with where the street is. If you have no home, life sucks. If you have no income, no regular way to make money, life sucks. Shut the fuck up about 
judging these people. If he wants, if if a homeless person wants, you know, hey, hey, can you buy me some food? Sometimes I'll give him some money, I, and I'll tell him get some alcohol, get whatever you want with it. This is your money. I I, I understand that you just. You got to do what you got to do. I don't give a shit if they're buying meth or crack. Oh, my God. I grew up, of course, in a religious household. I grew up around religion. I can't tell you how many motherfucking preachers, not my father. I can. I never actually can recall my father ever preaching this way. But how many religious people, and, and another side note, I honestly don't remember my mother ever saying this either i have no memory of see i catch myself saying don't and not and that is a big thing on this show i will try to correct that verbiage because it's a thing and go listen to some other shows or ask me about it because i do kind of touch on it every show and i'm trying to smooth past it so anyway if you catch me kept correcting my language it's on purpose but i have no memory of my mother actually being this way either judgmental of the homeless but i've got to tell you so many fucking religious deacons and women and preachers from the pulpit going oh you know uh, this homeless guy wanted wanted me to give him money for drugs so i said i'll pray for you that does nothing what if he actually wanted food oh you know i thought about you know buying him chicken or something. i was like oh my god now if you actually take the step to say okay come into the store and i'll buy you some food fine you took a step but that's still a little bit controlling that is uh, judgmental in my opinion because you're not just saying, you're not reaching them where they are. Hey, can you spare some change? Yeah, here's some money. Here's some money. You know, the best homeless guy I ever met was I was doing a gig downtown in Atlanta. And this still plays all into offense. Because there are there are homeless people who get offended. And it's like, really? You're, you're, you're fucking this shit up, man. You're, you're... And I've yelled at a few homeless people. But typically, I'm like, no, sorry. I've got nothing tonight. And they'll go, okay. But if somebody starts yelling at me, I'm like, what motherfucker? Go bug somebody else. With that kind of attitude, you're never going to get shit. You know, let me coach you on how to be homeless better. <laughs> uh, but the best homeless guy I ever met, I was doing a gig uh, in a, a downtown area and parked across the street. And he just wandered over. Nice as could be. Hey, man. Hey, could you use? And he had a, a very happy vibe about him, a very non-needy vibe. He's like, hey, I'll help you. I'm like, sure. And, he, and it's just stuff out of my trunk. So he helped me carry stuff to the bar and, and never asked me for money. I said, hey, man, thanks. And I gave him five bucks. Because he, he never asked. He literally just came to help. And I'm sure he was hoping that if he helped, he would do it. But he didn't go, hey, man, since I helped you, you owe me money. He never did that. He never said, oh, oh, oh can I get some money if I help? Nothing. It was just a, hey, I'm going to, I said, I'm not doing anything. Let me help you out. So I gave him what money I had. I had a $5 bill in my pocket, gave it to him. And they, it was and, and, and then the other thing is, if you give money to feel better about yourself, God, you're not special. You're not special. You're going home to fucking food in the refrigerator, to heat in your house, to to a life that makes money. You're not special. Give them some money and shut the fuck up. Anyway, off on that tangent. Yeah, there are definitely there are definitely homeless people that I've refused to help because I have no. Uh, way of doing that and uh, or the vibe's wrong right i have money in my pocket and instantly oh i hate i hate when parents are pimping their kids and it's not necessarily a homeless thing and it's not literal pimping okay but there was definitely a time i worked downtown for about two years and i'd walk the same path to the parking deck and all that jazz and i'd see them i'd see them there and like ugh. the kids selling cookies and and it's not it's not girl scout cookies right it's not something you recognize as an official fundraiser you went to the store and i could tell you went to the 
corner store and bought some shit. And then you're jacking up the price and you're, I guess you could have stolen it. I don't know. But I never thought about that until right now. <laughs> but the kid says, can you? It's like, no, thank you. I appreciate it. And then the parents are like, are you sure, man? Don't, don't make me embarrass you in front of your kids. Because you're obviously jacking people for money. You're obviously went and got clearance candy bars and random cheap shit from the store that you could get and you're selling it for raising for oh yeah what are you raising money for oh we, we gotta go to no, fuck you you're not raising shit you're you're pandering and if that's what you want to do i don't give a shit but leave me alone about it uh there are some entrepreneurial people who will get out and uh the area i was that was right next to the phillips arena so when the games are there our concerts are there they'll get out and sell water cold beverages in the summertime uh they'll come and bring musical instruments and play some music they'll 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 do more than just panhandling right but now i'm getting off topic so i'm coming back to taking offense but i i people do get offended i mean homeless people i've never experienced this personally i mean i've had to argue with some people but a good friend of mine jim's fully talks he's down he lives downtown and he talks about welcome past some of the same homeless people and he tells a specific story about all he had was a 20 in his pocket and like most people he's unsure of giving that much money to one person it's whatever i mean he has he's very generous he's definitely given that away but in this particular time either he, no maybe he didn't have it or i don't remember but it's one of those deals where he walks past the same homeless people and they always hit him up and he did what he's like you know i'll get you next time I, i've given to you before you know just not tonight and this person particular guy literally started yelling about he's racist because he's white and this and that and the other and he didn't do anything he just kept walking but when he tells the story he's like okay now i'm not going to give you anything now i'm not going to give you anything because you looked for a problem and i think offense definitely comes from thinking the world owes you shit and i'm here to tell you princess the world owes you nothing life owes you nothing you're here go make make something of it that side note aside <laughs> Coming back to offense, the other the two things are going on is the politics right in in the United States, and then the uh, I've got stuff going on with one of my shows, so in podcasting, with the politics I really have to start I've I've been unfollowing people from starting mid last year, because as the the race ramped up, the false news and I, I use the word false because fake news is such a term now. But there would be false reports of things. And this is this is not nothing this is nothing new, right? This is nothing new. I remember being in the church as a kid and somebody hearing something and the it's gossip. Facebook is gossip. Facebook and Twitter, I, I believe, are gonna lead us to the next civil war because people have that I don't know that and I, I, I honestly have no ability to put my finger on what the problem is there of why people think you would never come to my house and yell and scream at me about what you believe about politics. Hell, I had to, I just had to unfriend somebody who I've been friends with for a long time, loved them dearly, but the person I knew was loving and accepting of people and could discuss things openly. And while, yeah, you, you stand for your beliefs, you could talk to me about an opposite belief and we can get along. And in mid-race, mid-political race, she posted this thing about if you're independent or if you're if you're abstaining from voting. Uh, and it, what, she didn't write it. She shared it from a friend of hers who's an insult comic. But he writes this piece about how you're trash, how you're 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 worthless, and I'm like whoa whoa wait you're you're talking about me you're talking about me. If I ever get involved, I'm an independent because I believe nothing of what is said about these candidates, and I believe very little about what they say. 
That's why I'm saying from voting because take any topic, take any any little blip that people get angry about. You could say it's Donald Trump. I could say I could put out a fake news source, and, and, you, and millions of them popped up. I cannot tell you how many more percentage more stories I saw on Facebook with websites that I've never ever heard of. Right? It's not NBC News. It's not CNN. It was. It was. It, it was. MyNews.com. It was uh, RockGodPodcasting.com, you know, because we put out fake news. <laughs> but it's these websites that just popped up to get traffic because you can sell ads on traffic and these stories are getting shared. And I could put out a story, Donald Trump loves to fuck donkeys. And it would get traction immediately and it'd blow up. In fact, if I recall hearing a story right, well, you know what, I'm going to leave it. Here's an, that, that's an example of heard and not understood i was about to share a story that came to me third party so i have no idea if it's true i never saw those sources i never saw the follow-up with it but here's the here's what i was about to share as an example of see we have to get the truth getting the truth removes offense getting the truth about who you are removes you taking offense because take a fucking breath instead but one of the stories about the share that's gossip Really, when you come down to it, I have no proof. I didn't actually read the story. I didn't actually follow the sources back. But theoretically, one guy actually came out and made a bunch of fake news stories just for giggles. And I don't know if he had a different site or if he did it from one site, but he was the one who got quoted. So theoretically, quoting fingers, he was the one who got picked up by like CNN and they quoted his story. You know, he was the one supposedly putting out some, and he's like, once they caught it, once they tracked it back to it, it's like, yeah, I'm just doing this for giggles. You're the guy who's making it news. I'm doing parody stuff or fake news, whatever. But see, here's the thing. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. Is it possible? Absolutely. And that's where taking offense blows my fucking mind. Because taking offense usually is about some bullshit lie you're holding on to, some falsehood of your life that you're holding on to that whatever you heard hits that and threatens it and you got to protect yourself. I hit the microphone for the podcast. I accidentally hit the microphone because I was putting up my guard in front of my face for the camera for the Patreon page. And, and by the way, you don't have to be a Patreon to see the video. The video of the podcast will be released alongside the podcast when it is released. You just have to wait three or four weeks for it to come out and you don't get the live interaction, but that's neither here nor there. If you want to see what I'm doing, by all means, go to my YouTube page. I do need to link that on rock God podcasting, uh, Google Charles or look up Charles McFall on YouTube and you'll, you'll find the videos as they get put out alongside the MP3. So just the podcast is free. The YouTube video is free. You just get early access to it on Patreon and you get the live interaction like Nolan Overton's here and, it says I got four people watching, so hello, everybody. So, um, that's putting up my guard uh, for offense because it's that truth in your life. So, if you get offended, if you take offense, you have something wrong with you. You have something going on with you in your life. And right now, on I'm just going to talk about blatantly and openly, on Pokemon Go podcast, I made a joke. And... Here's the backstory, the quick backstory to it. And I will get back to politics. I'm going to jump back and forth about what I'm seeing being shared in the fear mentality and, and those kind of things. But right now, let's swap, swap to this this thing that could be offensive. So I'm on Pokemon Go podcast. And on the game, there's a character called Eevee. 
It's a fox type character. It can be evolved into another form. It can be leveled up into a different form. And there's a Easter egg trick in the game that if you name, there's three different forms it can take. And it's random unless you use the trick and they put it in the game as an Easter egg intentionally. But unless you name your Eevee a certain name to change it. So if you put Rainer, then it turns into the water type. If you put uh, Spark, I think it is, it turns into the electric type. And if you put, uh, I cannot remember the name of the the trainer, again, off the top of my head, but if you put the name of the fire trainer, it turns into the fire type, which is called Flareon. Well, I make this joke because I don't track some of these things, and every once in a while I lose names if I do have them. Just like now, I could remember Rainer and Spark, but I don't remember, or it could have been Jolt. No, it's Spark. I think it's Spark or Sparky, something like that. Anyway, I don't remember the fire guy. So as I do, I'm bringing humor to things and and letting people laugh with me because not everybody remembers everything. And I said, oh, yeah, if you name him Elton John, he'll evolve into Flameon. And it got a laugh on the show because my heart is, it's just fun. And it's Elton John. And if you know anything about Elton John, this is a funny joke. Well, the very next week, and I make jokes like that all the time. Of course, here... It's not a non-issue. This show is for people who are grown-ups who can listen. Yes, you can disagree with me. We can talk about it. But if you take offense and you come at me, all I'm going to do is kick your teeth in. Because I have zero patience for this. This is the zero-patience show. I am almost 40 fucking years old. I've spent the last almost 20 years cleaning my shit up in my life so that I can be exactly who I need to be, who I'm supposed to be. I can be who I am 100%. And here... I'm just going to tell you bluntly how I think about it. Yeah, I will absolutely consider other opinions. I will absolutely can take feedback from anybody if it's done in a healthy and knowing yourself kind of way. So the very next week, we got a letter like that from a listener. And that person was very much a, hey, I get it. The humor is actually pretty. I mean, they let up with, here's what I enjoy about the show. Here's some good stuff. And, and the humor is usually mixed well. Last week, it got a little off. It could come across as offensive and that's all he's saying he was saying hey i it never came across as i'm offended he said it just seems like it could be people it might offset some people just a hey that's the whole vibe i got that's the vibe the crew got was hey consider this well before we went on the air because this listener immediately took it to being gay elton john is gay he is but he took it that i was making a gay joke you have to be gay you put a gay thing in there and it's flamey on Okay, that's a little narrow-minded and lots of homo... Not that this listener was that way, okay? This listener absolutely presented it in a way that I could respond to. I decided to to explain myself in a fun way. And I did that to my partners on the show before we started. They were both cool with that method. I said, okay, how do you want to... Because I'm open to just apologizing, whatever. Hey, I'm sorry if you took it wrong. Because that's the thing, you took it wrong. You took it it and applied it to the shit in your life not particularly this listener but if you're offended if you took offense you took it instead of going oh okay well what what's he really trying to say was that really homophobic is anything else i've ever said in the history of the show homophobic no no it wasn't so we get on the show and we get to that letter and i was like no 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 you misunderstand i'm a huge fan of elton john I have been a fan of Elton John since I was a child when the Ses- uh, not Sesame Street, when uh, the Muppet show either was still on or in reruns. I'm not really clear about that, but I'd watch it every morning with my father. 
at breakfast. It was a huge deal to me, the Muppet Show. Before he went to work and I had to do school, we'd watch the Muppet Show. And it was amazing. And Elton John was on there. And he is a fl- he, he is very exuberant, right? I was about to say he is a flamer, but that's that could be derogative. I get that. I get that can be derogative if you're in a sensitive place. My point was, and this is what I told on it. Have you ever seen the Muppet Show with him on it? Huge glasses, crazy outfits. Have you ever seen him on stage from the 70s or maybe early 80s even where he's in a Donald Duck costume, where he comes out with peacock feathers, where he's doing all this crazy, flashy, flamboyant things? And I do believe Elton John would have laughed at that joke. Thank you, Rock Girls in there. She said even Elton John would laugh at that. I, I agree. I think he would have too. But so I explained this right in the show. And then I, I the, the last name of the person was similar to Baudette, which is Tom Baudette. We'll leave the light on for you. Uh, Motel 6. Right. So I added the joke. Hey, and call your uncle Tom and have him leave the light on me. Light on for me. And, and it, my co-host reacted i was like well no oh wait no that's tom and as i said i caught it's like no it's tom bodette this is not bodette this is a different name and i'm trying to say it's the motel six we'll leave like and they took it the uncle tom route oh it's like that's not what i'm saying i don't why would you think i'm saying that one uncle tom is a very derogatory term for black people who sell out and try to become white that's what that phrase is It's, it's a reference to uncle tom's cabin and it's typically used by black people against black people. Usually, if I go around calling white people cracker, people just look at me weird. If I call white people honky, now these are 70s terms, I, I, you know, uh, there are other terms now, but it, it, you know, if I call y'all wasp, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, what does that stand for? Stood for? Nobody, they look, no one, nobody's going to bat a goddamn eye because I'm white. I could say, nobody gives a shit about white slurs, right? Unless you go with religion, Ah, people look for hate, man. People look for offense too much. And it it just ruins you. It just ruins you. So it got into the Uncle Tom arena. I was like, God damn it. No, I'm talking about Motel 6. I'm talking about if Tom, I I could have said his daddy, but if I had said call your dad and have him leave the light on for me, you know, it would have avoided the potential racist bullshit. That's the thing. You don't even understand how that slur is supposed to be fucking used. It means nothing coming from a white guy. It means everything coming from a black guy. Fucking learn your fucking slurs, man. If you're going to be offended, do it right. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so then we get a follow-up comment. And really, the, the two follow-up comments to that. Actually, we got two. And my whole point was to say, my whole point was to, I wasn't sorry because you misunderstood the joke. Let me explain the joke. It's Elton John. Love Elton John. Love him to death. Would would do anything to hear him in concert. Never got to hear him in concert. Would love to meet the man. Would love to, honestly, I'd love to have coffee with the man, just chat with him for half an hour. He's one of my heroes. And he's been gay before people were coming out publicly. He didn't care. And look at his stage presence. I mean, look at... <sighs> People frustrate me. So I was just wanting to explain, no, it's my love of Elton John. And if you put Elton John in, then your your evolution should be flashy and big and flamey. And come on, people. Come on. And it does... That email, I was like, okay, I can explain myself. Well, then we get a comment where they jump, they springboard off of one sentence about my joke, right? And then 
20 sentences about why I'm on the show and how ignorant I am. I mean, just ripping into me, ripping into me, and then try to make me sound like a thinly veiled homophobe. And I just looked at it and went, eh, let's just delete this comment. This is obviously, you know, nothing about me. You know, nothing of the show. All you want to do is start some trouble. Because that's obvious to me. Because you didn't really talk about how you were gay and how people have treated you this way your entire life. You didn't talk to me about how you're straight, but your brother's gay or your cousin's gay and they've been abused all their life. You gave no reference to... No, you used it as an opportunity to talk to talk to me about how I'm ignorant about Pokemon, how I haven't done anything to learn shit, how you don't know why I'm on the show, blah, 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 blah. I mean, just ri how you could tolerate me because the other two hosts are good. Fuck off, man. You're just looking for a reason to dig at me. Either I got a motherfucking podcasting. There is nothing to dig. I don't give a shit. Go away. Well, my partners agreed that I should say something about it because it could have lasting effect. So I thought about it for a while. The post is all there. You can go to Pokemon Go Podcast. It's still up. It's, uh, I don't remember what episode it is, honestly. And I'm not going to look it up right now for the show. But it's there. We didn't delete it. We left it. And nobody liked this comment. Nobody shared. Nobody recommented to him. I did think about it, and I commented, I apologize if my comments came off as racist or homophobic, because that was never the intent. I was always, you know, intending to share my love of Elton John and this and that. And then I addressed his concerns about what I do on the show. And blatantly just said, you know, I bridged the gap between the hundreds of thousands of people who don't give a shit about Pokemon. Now, I, of course, use more pleasant language. But there were there were hundreds of thousands of people who picked up the game Pokemon Go. Because it was a cool new AR game and everybody was doing it. And they have no knowledge of Pokemon. And maybe they don't give a shit about Pokemon. But they are enjoying the game. I have minimal knowledge about it. But I picked it up because it was a thing that people were doing. And then we were we decided to do a show about it. I understood that everything he said was wrong. It's like, no, you're just damaged. You're angry. You're looking to take offense. And so I wrote something about where I am about love and, and this. Because my, my thing is, I could break you down. I could break down. Oh, thinly veiled homophobic. Let me, let me tell you about how I got a I got ordained to marry people because gay marriage became legal, and I had a lot of gay friends who were looking to get married, and I wanted to help them out. I've got pictures to fucking prove it, and I've got more than that to say where I have married one. I've done it once. It just worked out. Only one couple really needed me. But I'm still ordained. Hey, guess what, people? The Rock Out of Podcasting is ordained. If you want to do a, and at least in Georgia, if you're in a different state, I'd have to look up what it would take to, to get rights in that state. But if you want to do a wedding, you want me to do it. And I can do it properly and nicely without swearing and without doing my show, you know? Or I can bring humor, whatever you want. And if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're whatever, you, well, okay, not whatever. I'm not going to marry you and your cat. I think it's stupid. No. If you, if you take a fist to that, you got bigger problems than me saying you're stupid for wanting to marry your cat. So, <laughs> um, now here's, uh, here's something interesting. Just a little side note. Y'all, uh, I have messages on my cup and this is my sexy cup, uh, coffee cup. And it's pointed towards me the way I hold my cup. It says you're hot for the podcast. Uh, uh, I have a cup of, I had a cup of power and it's now been broken, but I have a cup of energy and, and it's my green one. Anyway. So I responded about what the intent of the show is, what we're doing. And, and it was, that was a thinly veiled, if you don't enjoy our show, there are many other podcasts out there to listen to. If you're going to tolerate me, go fuck off. But I did it 
in the nicest way I could to be, feel good about it. And then we got another email about it from somebody else who found different things to be offended by. And here's what bothers me. Here's what bothers me. For three, well, I, for many, many years, I can say stuff on, on bear crawling that was offensive. I mean, I said some really offensive shit on bear crawling. And people would cringe. People would pull back. Some close to me would say, hey, man, that, that was a bit too far. And I'd go, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I would never stand, I would never reinforce it. I would never say, like, I'm sorry, that's, that was too far. Rock Girl, who is, is part of my, my live crew, who is part of my team, who has always been there for me, a good friend of mine. She's more than just part of the team. I mean, a really good friend of mine, good friend of the families. Uh, the kids love her. My wife loves her. She good people. When I first met her, she was listening to Rock Out of Podcasting, and, and she answered a response for, like, doing art or something to help me out. I forget. She said, I can help you. And we did an interview, and she, I brought her on to help me. And after two or three episodes of listening to that show, she goes, why are you so mean to Steve was my co-host? Why are you so mean to Steve? And I'm not mean. She says, yeah, well, you said this joke, and it's probably a fat joke. You said this joke, which is probably a stupid joke. You said this joke, which is probably a anti-cop joke. He was a police officer. And I went, but that's just our attitude. That's what, And she goes, well, I'm new to the show, and I take offense to it. And not using her as a taking offense, but this was, a, hey, a guidance thing. But she goes, maybe she didn't say take offense. Maybe she said, I find it just ugly and mean, and I don't like it. And I went, okay, I can listen to that point of view. She is representing a point of, uh, a point of view of my audience that isn't speaking. And I started listening to the jokes I made. And, and slowly, it took a time. I'd make a mean joke. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I don't know why I said that. That was mean. And I apologize. And eventually, I stopped making mean jokes at his expense. I stopped making mean jokes at a bunch of people's expense. And I definitely stopped making mean jokes at my own expense. And that kind of feedback, it, it helps. Because if she just said, well, I, I find that I take offense at that. I'm like, well, you know, I might have done that. I don't know. She was part of the inner circle, and it's different. But... Even through that show, even through that show, it was a positive feel to everything. The audience laughed. The audience would go, oh, that was a bad joke. And there was a give and take, but it always felt like a good thing as a whole. And I fully understand there's a place and a time for my sense of humor. And there's a, I have levels of sense of humor. I tool it back. There's things I'll make jokes about here and talk about here because this is my home. It's not just my show. This is my home. And I will be free to say whatever the fuck I need to say and however I need to say it here. And you should have that place of safety as well. And here, I'll tell you, you don't like that I said shit or fuck. You don't like that I made a joke about a gay person, which I will joke about gays. I've got tons of gay friends. And to them, I will make gay jokes. Nothing derogatory ever. Because, see, it's never intended to break anybody down. My jokes now are intended to bring people together to have a laugh. So if I make a, a gay joke, it's usually dirty. It's usually sexual in nature. Or it's something that I know somebody knows me well enough to know I would never be derogatory about them. So it's, on the surface, slightly derogatory as a bit of irony or even sarcasm. And typically they get it. And I'm very, I, I try to pay attention to that. But when I'm with a bunch of straight people, I don't go around telling gay jokes because that's that's the wrong audience. Then it's automatically derogatory. Is there a gay person here? Are they your friend? Do they know you well enough? Did everybody get the joke? I mean, these are just basic joke-telling principles. Know your audience. And that is a mistake I did make with Pokemon Go, was the audience is so diverse, we definitely have people who have to 
be offended. We definitely have people who have to find a problem. We definitely have people who hate me. I mean, that, that's that been obvious from the get-go. I mean, there's some fucking iTunes reviews on there that are, why is this, okay, they don't phrase it this way. This is the feeling I get. But basically, it's very negative towards me. But why is this jackass on here? He doesn't know shit. You know, so according to these comments on Facebook, going back to that, we're talking about homophobics. <laughs> you obviously know nothing about me. And me breaking it down and, and defending myself does nothing but either fuel your fire or, or, or makes the audience go, we don't care. Just say, I apologize and move on. Because that's what I believe as a whole what the audience wants. That's what I would want if I was on the outside of this situation. I'd want you just to say, hey, I'm sorry if it came off this way. This was my intent. Never meant to offend anybody. I'll keep it in mind. And that's why I would say, okay, well handled. Move it on. There are definitely times when I want somebody to rip somebody apart. But this is early on. This is still, as a listener, I would go, that's the way you should do it. So that's the approach I tried to take. And then I went on to explain what I do, and it was a good it was a good opportunity to really put it out to the world. Here's why I'm here. And maybe we should have done that on the show, and, and we haven't, but we did it on Facebook. So then we get another email, which took shots at me. I mean, it did, and, and I buckled up for it. I saw it coming. I'm a big boy. But here's the great balance is I got an email that from somebody who didn't open with I'm gay. He says, I was first time listening to your show. I came across, and he even labeled his email The Joke. And he came across, you know, the joke about Evie and this and that. And I'm going, oh, man, okay, do I get another piece of hate mail? Because if I get all hate mail, I'm like, okay, our audience is conservative or our audience really didn't like that sense of humor, so I have to back off. Now, here's another little side tip. You're not listening to the warnings I give you. I am the goddamn bad boy of that show. Now it's a PG-13 or even a PG really show. So we really stay away from sex jokes. We stay away from things we never called it family-friendly. See here, little... Other side note, there's a difference between a rating of PG, G, PG-13, R, NC-17, X. Yeah, how many other ratings can I go on with? I think I got them all. Uh, (laughs) That was was pointless. Uh, There's a difference between rating your show, which gives you an idea of guidelines of we will refrain from swearing because we're a PG show where we'll refrain from swearing. We'll try to refrain from adult topics. We'll refrain from uncomfortable topics then family friendly because i got a podcasting is a family friendly show if you're my family my kid was listening to this show in the car with me and it did exactly what i wanted to do it started a conversation between us about more mature things that he could ask about i tell my kids the truth as i understand it I try to leave them open to their own interpretations of things. I try to let them have their own opinion, and we discuss things, even from different sides of it. And my oldest is he's about, he's about to be 12. He's not even 12 yet. He's about to be 12. So this is a family-friendly show, but you, you wouldn't play it in an office because I say fuck too much. And most offices are like, oh, we can't hear that. And I get that. I get that. And polite society I'm really, it's not even the words I'm using. I'm going to be more honest about my show than I think I have been in the past. It's the energy that I'm pushing. I'm being very aggressive with some of the things I'm saying. That definitely comes off the same way as swearing. Okay. It doesn't matter what words I use. It ha- it, the words I use have no impact on your interpretation. It's the energy behind it. So I can say some swear words that you might not even catch because I'm laughing and I'm saying stuff with a smile and you're going along with me with that energy. I can say things aggressively, and it might hit your buttons. Uh, one of my beloved listeners, uh, Lauren, Ellie Collins, uh, but she knows who she is, Lauren uh, L, as I like to call her. There are times when she can't listen to the show 
because if I get angry and I, I get overly aggressive about something, and, and this is probably one of those shows, it hits on buttons that have been hit in her life with people being aggressive and angry. And, and more it's the same way. He's expressed to me, too. He's like, dude, I, I because they've both been around me when I've talked to my kids. And then we go, this is nothing about your parenting style, but it does make me very uncomfortable because fill in the blank, my whatever, yell at me in this negative way. And you're, by your actions, even though I don't believe it's negative, your actions are touching that area. And she said to me, there are certain shows that she can't listen to. And asked me to tone down the aggression. And I try to. Because I want her to be able to listen. I want an audience who is willing to grow their life and apply these things and change their life for the better. I want you to be able to have that opportunity. So I try to tune it down. But it's family friendly if you're my family, you know. Uh, so there's a difference. So anyway, wrapping this back up. So I, I could I could break it up. But the warning I'm giving you is at the beginning of every show I'm on, every appearance I make, I'm the rock out of podcasting Charles McFall. That title is not to be laughed at. That title is to give you an idea of what's going on. When you think of rock gods, what do you think of? You should think of metal musicians, rock musicians, the people who are a little extravagant. They're out there. They say stuff like, oh, wow, they're that star that runs their mouth. They're the little bit of the bad boys. Now, I never, ever intend or want to be known as the person who's difficult. I never want to be the bad boy who's like, oh, my God, he's going to... He's going to come in and break some shit, and we better have some insurance. But I do want you to understand, I am out there, and I will say things that are somewhat slightly edgy. Well, no, okay. I will say things that are edgy. I will say things that people can take offense to if they're looking to be offended. I will say things that are maybe outside your comfort zone. That's the warning that is the title, the rock god of podcasting. Because at no point, and some people have, but at no point should you ever interpret it as god. I am the ruler of all. Really? That's that's what you get out of that? I had one person to my face, so I know other people have done it. One person was like, oh, you know, this is kind of a Christian thing, and, and we see that you have God in the title of your thing. Really? Calm down. Take a breath. How about you look at the whole damn title? How about you talk to me for a minute about what it means? How about we go with it and find a way to make you come? Oh, no. Okay, fine. Whatever. I can go do something else. I'm not for you. You're not for you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Your face isn't for you. <laughs> But I could, I could break it down. I was like, really? You, you're shocked by my comments because you didn't listen to my title? You didn't listen to all the other hundreds of jokes I've made on the show that were a bit edgy and out there? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, okay. In the end for that situation, I'm like, here's who I am. Here's what I do. Here's what I'm going to continue to do. And all love and honesty, if you hate it if this is something that drives you crazy or that you have to tolerate there are actually other great podcasts out there that you can listen to go 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 be happy in your life go find the place that makes you happy stop trying to change this one to be what you want to make you what you think makes you happy because you're an unhappy person if you weren't you wouldn't have taken shot cheap shots at me in your email if you were a happy person you never would have taken taken uh, a paragraph to talk about how horrible a person and ignorant I am when really you're supposed to be talking about how you're offended by my slightly homophobic or slight thinly veiled homophobic joke you really didn't talk about that at all now going back to the good thing though so here's what's helped me with that because i gotta be honest i'm gonna be honest it drains me it takes the winds out of my sails 
the winds out of my sails. Because I'm a Popeye. <laughs> the wind out of my sail. It, 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 I, I physically feel a, come on, man. When somebody comes out and tries to pick apart what I say or tries to hate on me, because when I, the point I made about bear crawling and the offensive stuff, I did offensive things intentionally there, but I always felt like the audience got me. And they were there because they appreciated that humor. And yes, I can go too far, but they they understood. And I was wrong. Don't get me wrong. Some of the offensive shit I said, I was wrong for. And I had to come back later and apologize. Absolutely. In Success Freaks, I felt like people got me. That I'm trying to do this good, this happy thing. I'm giving humor because I believe humor ties everything together. And I'm a happy, good person. Breaking the panel, same way. Now, we have said some jokes and some things on breaking the panel, that did cross the line unintentionally. And when we got called out in a very good way about it, we went, we're going to address this. We're going to take a different path. Thank you for bringing this up. You're right. It was something that never crossed my mind. Uh, just like with Rock Girl, when she called me out for the, the jokes with Steve, you're right. Thank you. I, I apologize. I will change my path. And in this show, Pokemon Go, that is about digital ones and zeros. But really, it's about community and about getting out there and talking with each other and, and meeting people from all walks of life and having that same experience that brings us together, the same got to catch them all, the same playing the game. And you want to tear that down. I mean, it, I just, I want everything I do to be happy and loving and grow people and help people and bring people together. And Mike helped me out. Mike, Mike said, you know, it's still an engaged listener. It's still somebody who is, is taking the time to write to you. And, and you're right. But in the, in the three to three and a half years we did from the helicarrier, where I did step in the mud a few times, never got any kind of, I hate this show, I'm never going to listen again, pushback. Not ever. So this is the first time for me I'm getting that kind of, I'm like, I, and I can understand it's your damage. It's you are taking offense. You are using, you're a straight man, unless you identify otherwise, because you didn't go, I'm gay and this offended me. I would hope that if you were gay and it offended you, you would say that. But so I'm assuming you're a straight white male protecting these people. And again, the first, and again, if, if the non Bodette listens to this show, I'm being clear, you handled it correctly. You came in going, Hey, this might offset some people. This might, you know, damage your good reputation. You might consider doing something differently. Thank you for that. He wrote in again and didn't reference it. In fact, he wrote in again and said, I called my uncle. We will leave the light on for you. You know, totally never took it racist, totally took it the exact way I wanted it. Thank you for that. I had a gay guy call in, or write in this what I started to talk about. I'm, I'm now trying to wrap up all the loose points I left. Uh, the same show, same show where he said, I called my uncle, we'll leave the light on for you. Thank you for understanding who I am. Thank you for showing you got where I was going with that. Thank you for helping me. And I understand the joke didn't work for multiple reasons, but the main reason was it was poorly structured. It was the wrong name. That was the real reason it didn't work. Then it went sideways. Same episode, email came in from a guy who said, I was listening to this for the first time, and I came to your joke about the EV evolution, and I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the hate mail. And he goes, and I laughed out loud so hard. I actually listened to that segment four to five times again. Before, this is a male writing in. Before I called my boyfriend to tell him he had to listen to that part too. Thanks for for bringing a joyful experience, and hopefully people understand it's all in good fun. And and oh my god, that brought the the wind right back to my sail because 
I do have a complex, and we'll talk about this in the the backstage pass for the Patreon group. I'll, I'll, and that's the only way to get that audio or that video is to be part of Patreon. But I'll talk about the issues as a creator I have, the, the self-esteem issues that I bring to the table with that. And why I know it's, it's never me on this now. I mean, I, you can go read it for yourself. And if you know me for a second, you know, this isn't Charles. This is you being angry about shit you want to be angry about. But it, it means the world to me when I'm getting hit with that stuff. I want the world to love me. I do. And when I get that anger and that pushback, and I feel handcuffed because I know the audience doesn't want me to yell at these people. They want me to move on and be who I am. I want me to move on and be who I am. But part of me wants to rock God the shit out of them, break them down like a goddamn shotgun and, and show them how they're wrong. But that's never how you change people. And that's never how you affect positive change in anything in the world. It just hurts. It, it, it takes me down. But for him to write in as an open and, and openly identifying as a gay man, loving what I did, understanding where I came from. I want thank you. That just, it, it did. It, it almost brought a tear to my eye. Because I know where I came from. And I know that the people being, the first guy was cool. But then the people following up being angry and hateful and calling names and stuff. That, I understand that's them. But then we got that other email. And he talked about the good old days and took shots at me. The next email after the gay guy. And my partner, Joe, because Ibit was unable to be there. My partner, Joe, took up for me and explained it in a way I couldn't. And did a great job with it. And that meant a lot to me. Because this is still a new project with some new people. And we're still learning each other. And that's the other thing that worries me. Is I don't know exactly how they perceive me. I honestly don't know if they think what I that I am homophobic. You know. I would hope not. I'd hope Emmett by now obviously knows that. I would hope that he would obviously know that. But Joe is new to me. And he took it up right. And he did well with it. And that meant a lot to me as well. So those those were tied up stories. But when it comes to offense, it is you. It, you take offense. Somebody posted somebody posted something on Facebook. It's a general one of those general questions of uh you're walking with your loved one. Yeah, I think they said woman, but I will expand it to all walks of life. So you're walking with your the person you love the most in your life, and somebody starts talking ugly to them. And the indication the way they said it was you're walking with your woman and somebody talks, you know, starts talking trash to them or, or saying ugly, you know, sexual things to them. What do you do? And of course, a bunch of guys broed up and I bunch of them in face. I'm like, nothing. Okay. Some stranger starts talking about how my wife's got a great ass or show me your tits. I'm like, come on, dude, leave us alone. And we'll walk on. And if you keep pushing the button, I'm going to stand back and let my wife whoop your ass. If she takes offense or gets angry. But the real situation is you're an idiot. You don't know us. Yeah, my wife's got a great ass. You know what? If you pay us 20 bucks and she she won't do it, but if you pay me 20 bucks, I'll let, you, let her flash it. she got great tits too. I love her body. You know, I would never honestly pimp my wife out. I never, you know, we joke about how to make money. It's like, people will pay for you. Put a mask on, baby. People will pay for you to be naked online. I'm telling you, we could make a lot of it. Uh, but I joke with her because she knows I, I hate to share. I never, she's... I value her so much. This is the one thing I would never want to share in my life. She knows that. She also knows I respect that she gets embarrassed by those things. Uh, she wants to share with me only. She doesn't want other people to see her naked. She doesn't, you know, she's not, I don't believe she's ashamed of her body, but I, I believe she's very private about it. I always keep pimping strong. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> um, but in that situation, it's like, why, why are you looking for problems? One, have you ever really had that happen? Two, what did you do about it? I've seen videos where somebody, you know, 
punched somebody in the face, knocked him out, whatever. It's people looking for trouble to start trouble. Hey, I have zero space in my life for trouble. And if you try to force your trouble on me, you're going to get really bad day. Really bad day. But for the most part, I'm going to move on. My wife might mouth off. We might mouth off bad, but we're going to keep moving. We don't care. They're, the offense is yours that you're carrying, and you're trying to get me to take it. I have no need to take your offense. So wrapping this all the way back up to politics, I've been unfollowing and unfriending people, especially that one I listed that this lady that loved to death, and it breaks my heart because she was pro-Hillary, but not in the kind of this is good things, in the kind that she shared stuff that turned out to be fake. She shared stuff that turned out to be untrue, that she thought was a positive thing. Okay, I can forgive. I can move past that. Happens. But when she shared that article that that punched me in the face, basically, if you abstain, you're a piece of trash. You're a horrible stain on this earth. That's why, 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 why are you sharing that? Do you, of all people, not understand text has zero context, right? There's no tongue in cheek. Oh, this is, he's an insult comic. You need to know that about. No, you shared it to the world who knows, doesn't know this guy. I have no idea who this fucker is. I know he's an insult comic because I scrolled down to the bottom after scanning through the email going, what the fuck is, are you serious? You, you loving person shared this. And then it gets down. He has a little bio about how he's an insult comic. She knows him and she thought it was funny, but there's no context there. And then she continually, now that Trump's in office, she continually hates on him. Like what happened to you? What, what happened to you to become this person who is fearful and hates on the world? I can't, I can't see that anymore. I have zero space for that in my life. There are people on the flip side who keep using hashtag resist. And while they are humor writers and they, they do Trump diaries, I tend to ignore those because right now I'm just oversaturated. I'm burned out on all the hate. I am burned out on on both sides of it. All the ang- I, I see nothing good. I see nothing good. I see nobody on Trump's side going, hey, 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 wait a second. He just donated a billion dollars to help homeless people. I, no, you, I don't see the positive. There's no positive on Facebook right now when it comes to politics. There's only hate and negative. And coming back to that that part of taking offense, I I have no concept of why in social media people feel like they could talk the way they do and argue the way they do and why we've turned this volume up so loud. But there, this path continues. There will be a war. I know California is actually legally on the path to try to leave the United States. I don't care. It bothers me not. I... I if Georgia wanted to bring it up, I would I would consider the actual legal arguments, see why they're doing what they're doing. Because holding on to ideology, holding on to the belief of we have to be a part of it. You have to let's take it to the extreme. What happens in the zombie apocalypse? Do you think there's borders anymore? Do you think there's a, a United States at all? Do you think there's patriotism? Do you think I have to do anything but survive? If you watched The Walking Dead or read the books or read, watched any zombie film, you'll realize all that shit goes away. All of it. So let's 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 really boil it down to life or death. Do I die if I abstain from politics? No. Do I die if more Mexicans come across the border? No. Okay. So let's let's really boil it down to oh, I need to interact with Nolan's in the chat room, so I'm gonna pick on him. I need to interact with Nolan and deal with this. So let me figure out who Nolan is and how we work together and work for the better. And affect some positive change in this world. 
and let's interact on that daily basis, you know. Oh, going back to the, the human writer and the hashtag resist. Okay, no, I get that. I absolutely get being wary and watchful and being very careful. And yes, resisting things that that are truly horrible once you understand what they mean. The the Trump signed something into an executive order, I guess it was, about banning certain people from entering this country. And I've seen both sides of it. I, I stay out of it. No, I haven't read the fucking bill because I'm oversaturated with all the hate and all the instant anger. And oh my! And I got to tell you something. It pisses me off when somebody who's not in this country calls it out. Oh, my God, what's going on? Really? Canadian? Really? Because your immigration policy is a hell of a lot tougher than ours. You really want to call out, what's he doing? He just shut out a whole million blah, blah, blah people. Really? Let's look at Canadian immigration. Oh, it takes a fuck ton to be a citizen of Canada and to actually enter and, and leave there. It takes more than what we have. Okay. You've got, shut the fuck up. You're not even here. I got enough from the people who are here, the outside of the country. Go, go clean up your own house. And that's what I want to say to everybody who's angry about politics. Clean up your own house. Take care of your life. Affect the positive change. Because if we can affect, positively affect each other on a day-to-day basis, one-to-one, that will change everything from the bottom up. That will change everything. You want to talk about climate change. The theory behind climate change is there are undercurrents in the ocean. And they're freezing. And the change is that things have melted. It's become warmer above the ocean. Icebergs are melting, blah, blah, blah. But it changes the current. If you watch Day After Tomorrow, the whole idea was the, the this major underlying current. I forget what they're called. But it, it's freezing. And it, it affects the weather in a very measurable and direct way. The day after tomorrow, that current was changed. It shifted, which changed that cold to a more warmer spot, which changed the weather, which but that is changed from the bottom up. And we keep thinking, and yes, leadership does matter. Yes, we need to be wary. But true change never comes from the president of the United States. True change never comes from the dictator who is overthrown by the people change and that's a reference to other countries that have dictators by no means take that to be trump that's on you now maybe if he becomes that way yeah we need to rise up but the bottom line is change come true change comes from the bottom up it comes from the littlest things moving slightly that and it can be positive we can move that needle positively and for those who are still looking for to take offense you're the you're you're the problem in the world because you have shit in your life that you can't deal with. You have damage that you want to take out on me or somebody else. And you want to find a problem to give you that excuse to validate your damage. You'll find it. You'll find it. When I responded back, there was no reply back. There was no shares, no comments. Honestly, on the surface, on Facebook, the best I can tell, this is back to the Pokemon Go thing, where I was called out for being thinly veiled homophobic and racist was then on top of that i was accused of being ignorant of what uncle tom meant and i didn't even know what i was saying so it's whatever nobody liked though either one of those comments mine or his nobody shared it nobody anything it seems like nobody cared because in the long run what change does it make he said he'd never listen to the show go with god have peace in your life be happy and that's what i beg of everyone when it comes to pol- political posts when it comes to hashtag resist, yes, 
for every president, for Reagan, for George Washington, for every president we've ever had and every president we will ever have. We the people, our power isn't actually paying attention to what they do to find out the truth of what's going on, to try our best to figure out what it will affect and to see if we actually have to stop it. Facebook is never going to change anything. Twitter will never change anything. You can share the memes all day long that says Trump is just like Hitler. Changes absolutely nothing. What it will do is keep pouring fire or keep pouring gasoline on the fire. It'll keep turning up this rhetoric and this hate speech and this nothing that means truly anything. No connection. As long as we can yell, there is no connection to each other ever. I can see you as I'm a human being. You're a piece of trash. And that is where war comes from. That is where chaos will reign, and that is where you will pick sides. And that's the post I felt like putting, although I don't feel like anybody. I feel like the people who read my posts get me and understand what I'm saying. But I need the people who don't read my posts to fucking hear this and understand it, who don't get me, who, who have no idea what's going on. Get your fucking guns ready. You keep talking the way you're talking. Get your shit ready for war because that's what you're pushing for. That's what you're pushing for. You're pushing your hate and your agenda so much, your ideology so much, taking offense at everything that's not yours, that there will be a time for the world to burn. You can see it two ways. Fire purifies everything. Maybe that's coming. Or maybe it's that we need to be reminded this is a horrible thing and we need to work together. So it's a long, circuitous route, starting with homeless people, (laughs) back to taking offense, but... And I will talk about how it affects me as a creator uh, with all this stuff. But I have had to pull back more and more to keep my happiness, to to be who I am, to try to affect positive change on a daily basis and be a happy person and do what I need to do. I've had to pull back off of Facebook. I've had to stop looking at a lot of friends' posts and follow them. I've unfriended in mass a whole lot of people that I don't really know that is not a person I'd ever want to identify with in real life. Protect yourself. If you find yourself taking offense, ask yourself why. What is really going on? One last story to illustrate this to hopefully that you get the idea of taking offense is there was a commercial many years. I know I've shared the story very quickly. There's a commercial many, many years ago uh, by Lexus, and it's a Lexus parked in between two driveways in between two houses with a ribbon on it. So you don't know who's it for, right? And the two guys come out of each individual house, the husbands presumably. That's what they, you know, that's what straight people want to think. Straight white people, religious people, oh, it's it's cute. The wife got the husband a car, and we don't know whose it is. Well, I can pick that apart instantly. One, why the fuck would you park it in between two cars? Why wouldn't you put it in your own driveway so you know exactly where it goes? If I spend the money for a goddamn Lexus, you better goddamn believe you know it's going to be yours. You know, and there's going to be no chance that you're going to misinterpret that. But anyway, the commercial, they come out, and they look at the car all happy, and they look at each other like, uh, whose is it? And it's a, it was a dumb commercial, to be honest. It wasn't really cute. It wasn't good marketing. It was really just dumb. However, I made the joke to my parents, or in my family's present, present really, is, you know what would be funny is if they were, uh, they were a gay couple and they got it for each other. And my mom flipped her shit about how she would boycott, okay, like my mom could ever afford a Lexus. The way she lives, she wouldn't want a Lexus. She wouldn't have the money for a Lexus. She, she has never been a Lexus person. 
But she flipped her shit about how she boycott that company so fast and they would never get a dime of her money. If, 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 I got louder to make it a big capital if, they were saying that that was for two gay guys. Oh, you fucking gay. And I did. I had I lost my shit too. And I went, are you serious? You know how many companies employ gay people? Walmart, where you shop, employs gay people. So you're putting money in their pocket by shopping at Walmart. You don't know who makes the light bulbs. In your house. You don't know who made the food that you ate. You Gay people are everywhere. Are you stupid? You're going to boycott life? Because you don't want... Fuck off. I get angry. But my point is, it was ridiculous. It's a commercial that leaves it open to interpretation because they want you just to fucking buy the car. That's all they really want you to do. And because I challenged, briefly challenged with a stupid thought. What if it's two gay guys getting for each other? It was dumb. I mean, why would two gay guys be living in separate house? I mean, you'd have to read so much into the commercial. But she lost her shit. That's taking offense. And if you are there, I plead with you. Find out why. Find out truth. And ask the question, does it really affect you ever? That's how I got past myself taking offense. And it helped me deal with my damage. Because my damage is what yelled offense, offense, shame, shame. <laughs> does it affect you in your everyday life? Well, by God, if people, I was about to say a slur, but because uh, people who are ignorant will use slurs, but I, I stopped. I can't do it. it. It's it's not right. But by God, what happens behind closed doors is an abomination to God. Well, let God handle that. What, what, where does God say you have to go handle that? Where does, shut up, shut up. Find why you find yourself offended and move on. And that's going to be that for this episode of Rock Out of Podcasting. It's a little circuitous. I'm not sure. I think I hit my points. I know I said what needed to be said for today. And I, I got what was on my heart out. Um, but we can. We can make this place a better place. If you've got questions for me, if you got things you want to say, if you want to call me out, you want to challenge me, however you want to do it. I, interaction. That is the heart. That is the, the, the energy of life. When we interact with each other, that's how we connect so connect with me rgop at charlesmcfall.com rockoutofpodcasting.com has a speak pipe you can also email from there at the bottom of the page i believe you can leave comments on the post i might not have left the comments open i have i have to check that but you definitely more direct comment on facebook facebook.com forward slash rockoutofpodcasting or tweet me at rockoutofpod let's talk let's get those questions let's let's hash it out on the show and we'll we'll do that uh and if you really enjoy what I do, you want to rate me on iTunes, you want to um, review me on iTunes is what I'm trying to say. You want to subscribe, you want to help me out with some money, that's awesome. Rockoutofpodcasting.com forward slash support. Because I'll be honest, I could use all the various types of support I can get. You know, I was getting emails early on, I was getting speak pipes, and now all that's kind of dried up. But but on the flip side, I noticed more people are listening and thank you for listening and I appreciate you. So tune in next week for another episode of Rock Out of Podcasting. If you want to see what I was talking about by the time this episode's out, you will have the video to go along with it. YouTube.com. I believe it's Charles McFall, but just go on YouTube, search Charles McFall. I'll pop right up. It's easy peasy. You can do that. So uh, I will catch everybody again next week. And for those who are part of Patreon and you're live, stay tuned. We're going to be doing the backstage pass here in just a minute. Okay, podcasters and YouTubers, my name is Mike Woodard. 
otherwise known as producer slash audio engineer for the rock god of podcasting. Look, you know you're producing amazing content, but is your audio game as tight as it needs to be? If you need to level up the overall sound of your show, I'm your guy. If you need a kick-ass intro for your show, I'm your guy. If you hate the sound of your own voice and just need someone to handle your voiceover narration, I'm your guy. Need music beds? Need sound effects? Just go to mikeatthemike.com. Check out my demos and take a look at my rates. You can sound better than you do, and I can help. mikeatthemike.com.